Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at Aliens Salvation today, but before we crack open this classic, I want to invite everybody out there to uh, like, comment, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. Hit that notification button below the video and it'll help mitigate the kayfabe effect for everybody out there. We get a lot of comments and feedback about people seeing these books and then trying to track them down. If you hit that notification button, you'll have a leg up on the competition. You'll know as soon as we post one of these videos. And also, let these videos play till the end. That'll help YouTube populate these to other comics fans who may not be familiar with Cartoonist Kayfabe. And uh, your help is how we grow this channel, so let those play through. But uh, now it's time to dive into this one, Ed. This is this is a book that, that you want to get your hands on, man. So the, the people who hit that bell definitely getting first dibs off Talk the about an all-star creative team. Dave Gibbons writing, Mike Mignola penciling, Kevin Nolan inking, and I think Matt Holland's Matt Hollinsworth colors. It, see, it goes beyond, like, because Clem Robbins' letterer and Matt Hollingsworth are the unsung, like, I think Preacher Comics are a perfect collaboration, and in order to have a perfect collaboration, you, everybody has to be in sync. Clem Robbins was the letterer. Matt Hollingsworth was was the colorist for all the issues, like the most important issues. Uh, so, like, it's like it's the preacher team who contributed to one of the greatest collaborations in, in comics. Like, they're they're on board here. What's the year on the Indicia? It's 1993. It's late 1993. This may be the last thing he does, Mignola, before he starts Hellboy. If not, it's at least close to uh, like he's Hellboy mode in terms of very strong visuals. And you see it, man. The Xenomorph. Has it ever looked better? It's, it's a, sharp. It's a fantastic design. Like his design sense is just just ridiculous, man. And when you crack this up, first off, also, the Clem Robbins thing, it's like Gibbons, Master Letterer, Kevin Nolan, Master Letterer, Clem Robbins, Master Letterer. Like, if this comic had bad lettering, <laughs> it needs to get burnt because it's like three of the best letterers in comics ever. Even a design credit, which is something you don't see very often. So uh, even maybe a fourth guy with eyes on the uh, on the lettering. That's interesting, man, because like, I do think of like design as like a really cool piece. Like, you see this... You see this kind of swirl right mm -hmm. there, and it it yep. sort of fades out to the atmosphere of this Man, planet. That's neat. And it wouldn't uh, that wouldn't register for me most of the time, except I think of Dave Gibbons and Watchmen, and it's like, oh yeah, the cover goes right into each story. It's like maybe he is thinking about that. Are you, Dave Gibbons? Are you scripting the uh, credits page for uh, for this comic? Good, uh, dude. This is this is this comic is way better than it ever needs to be. Um, I think of it because it, it, it does fit in line with what I do think of as, as a movie ad adaptation comics, or I know it's not a direct adaptation, mm -hmm. but a, like a licensed comic where it, uh, they hit, always hit, especially the dark horse ones, they always hit all of the exact beats that made, that makes the OG thing like what it was. So you have your Android, you have your sort of conflict with the crew got your miss so you got your mystery with the aliens uh you got your skate pod like like all that stuff that was in that movie the, the only thing i don't see there's no cat you yeah know, there's right no, there's no cat in this thing so i like to think of this if if the sort of uh i einsteinian and like string theory relativity like all, if that's true there is a universe out there where, where this is the alien movie it's interesting because it's a completely it's a super good comic it is but it also just hits all the like it doesn't 
really add much to the mythology it, but it uses all the existing pieces really really well it's so uh reminiscent of that movie yeah and even being like on the ship and the story is that the captain things go wrong on this ship and, and they escape pod to this planet and it's the captain grabs like the i don't know chaplain or he's a religious guy that he grabs with him to uh basically take care of him because he's wounded and off they go like and the captain's portrayed as uh doesn't value anyone else's life very much and by the way in like i actually um just total coincidence i watched alien uh last week um so it's like super fresh in my mind and uh it does seem technically inefficient of like you build this ship right that could ha house a couple of bodies i would say and you have there's always one escape pod that can fit three people <laughs> <laughs> so it's like everybody knows that they're expendable and, and the, the, that, that's everyone's takeaway from the titanic totally you know it's like not enough lifeboats right but at least there were a couple yes and the cool thing about like the sort of rules of of engagement in alien and and in this comic to a certain extent is um is maritime law uh and and that kind of factors in here a little bit the, yeah the idea of of um seamanship and, and and like the rules of the seas and the obligations of of being on the high seas uh it just is applied to space which is which is a you know super smart way and to go. good coloring good design by Mignola in terms of like storytelling you know we're going in the hatch and now we're cutting to inside the hatch you see that shape almost like almost a panel overlay of the same spot it's just we're now inside and i love this like Talk about telling everything you need to know there about your little life pod escaping down to the planet. And this is where you see Hollingsworth's color. Like, you know, you have the burr, burr kind of scene. And now, like, the, the, the coldness of the pod. It's a different scene, different set of color. And I don't know that we've seen one, like, you know, Cauc well, okay, there it is. Ca Caucasian flesh. Maybe the first time you see it in the comic up to this point, you're getting all kinds of crazy lighting and, and uh, you know, interesting takes that way. You see our religious guy praying. Uh, he does talk about how he made the, the, the first aid hurt on this dude. Little payback, because he says this guy could have saved the whole crew. Right. Love this kind of mundane stuff, like he's fishing off of their escape uh, pod. But the exciting part is pterodactyls on this world, right? Right, and the fishing doesn't quite work. No. So they have to figure out something else scoop up a pterodactyl and i love i love this because this is very imaginative man it, you know uh maybe there's a reason we don't eat koala bears or something maybe somebody tried and this was the result like they were like ugh. yeah both very sick from it uh good con contrasting characters where we have our religious guy thanking whoever for uh for his you know having some food providing food and the other guy complaining about tastes like shit right meanwhile he's done nothing <laughs> he accuses him of trying to poison him yeah yeah, the uh, I was pretty impressed rereading this because this is another book I haven't read in 20 years, probably. And uh, very fun reading it. Like, I feel like Dave Gibbons writes a pretty tight story. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, there's it's it's a pretty flawless comic book to me, man. Um, He's woken up by the sound of gunfire. And whenever he runs out, what is it? Xenomorph. Yeah, like, like not good. And, and this isn't even an issue, really. Like, but uh, the cool thing about the original Alien movie was that they were very protective about like the, the alien design like they wouldn't show it off in star log and, and it wasn't in the trailers and, and it right. kept it dark and all that kind of stuff so that they like just added to the mystery of it to get you to watch it but the cat's out of the bag and this is paced the same way 
when it just doesn't need to be. Because, like, I feel like all Alien comics are paced this exact same way, and it's like, that's over. Like, like it's, it's kayfabe is broken. Like, pace it a different way. But This know, is an amazing be... drawing. This feels like a different view of your Xenomorph. And, yeah. and perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so cool seeing it. It's like its mouth is open, you know, it's laying there dead. Get a little different glimpse of that inside monster tongue part. The mandible jaws. And the captain's totally losing it. Who knows? Maybe he's infected, but he's definitely, like, gone crazy. You can see him. Nearly Ahab right there. Yes. Man. Great color. I mean, I'm just going to say it all the time, probably. So, like, let me just say that blanket statement. Yeah, it's good. It's super thoughtful. Right. And probably drawn a little bit. Looks like he's probably adding that moon in the background. Yeah. At least it, it looks that way. I mean, there's no holding line on it, so it's possible that it was indicated by Mignola, but kind of neat there. Beautiful shapes. Great and, blacks, like, moving your, your eyes around the page. Yeah, I'm always impressed whenever there is, like, conflict in Mignola's art, because I think of it as being kind of heavy and static, but he's so good at movement. And it's, I guess, you know, like, the lesson there is just that off-balance. Instead mm. of being vertical, it's like it really sells that kind of movement, and you see it, again, with these diagonals cutting through as uh, it's a fight for survival, and even our religious guy has to do what he has to do if he's going to stay alive. Right. Speaking of which... <laughs> yeah, man, a little long pig. <laughs> we know that pterodactyl is uh, poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> Got to eat something. A little lengua. Lengua long pig. And you see the evolution of this character, right? Now he's like half captain and half the, the religious guy that we started with. And he's bulkier now, man. Well, what does he know about prions? Oh, man, all of this stuff just looks oh, he, great. He probably knows a lot. I mean, he knows not to eat the brain. <laughs> Leave that one for our poisonous uh, pterodactyls. It just looks so good. Uh, it's insane. Like, like once again, it's it's like there's no reason for it to, you know, it's 1993. Like, Dark Horse is really on and popping. The the creator owns stuff isn't isn't fully fully formed in any major way. Hey, you guys, you want you want a nice little payday? Mignola coming off the hills of uh, of Dracula or whatever knows what kind of uh, loot that that kind of shit could bring in. Whatever, you know, it's all speculation. But I'm sure this did well for them. I never read this comic before. I don't have it. I wonder if Gibbons is looking at Mignola's body of work and thinking, like, Jungle Adventure was pretty good. You know, because, like, <laughs> you see that kind of setting. Yeah. You know, you're coming back to it. Like, you can put this next to Jungle Adventure, and it makes sense. Yeah. In terms of, of uh, visual, what the guy's uh, able to bring to it. We're going to have to look at uh, Mignola's Hellraiser comic. I think maybe Neil Gaiman wrote that one. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know who wrote it, but, yeah, yeah I'd be down for that. And, uh, and now, you know, you, you're starting to see, like, our guy's not doing too well. Yeah. And he's dreaming and having nightmares. And uh, what what an ultimate nightmare. His evil captain, the xenomorph behind him, the poisonous flying birds around him. It is not a good planet. No. A dream of hell. And the gun's gone when he wakes up. Not good. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Jim Rugg and Ed Piscor are lifelong cartoonists with a heck of a bibliography, and March is Cartoonist Kayfabe Month at the comic shops. Jim Rugg is going to be presenting you, Hulk Grand Design Monster, at the end of March, and Ed Piscor is going to be bringing you uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, um, on March 9th. High Octane 
Incredible Hulk comics distilling down the history of the Incredible Hulk into two solid 40-page comics coming month after month. Uh, this will be coming out in April, Incre Incredible Hulk Grand Design Madness. These are the variant covers to go along with Hulk Grand Design. Uh, the first run, the Ed Piscor, the Marcos Martin, the Peach Momoko. Got this uh, Jeff Darrow cover that's going to come with the second issue. And Jim, you've yet to, to print me up uh, the Ed McGinnis variant cover that's coming up with that next one. Coming soon. <laughs> Red Room Trigger Warnings, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Uh, first issue coming out, like I said, March 9th. And these are the additional covers uh, to go along with that. The Jim Rugg, By Way of Robert Crumb, Peach Momoko, and the Eddie P variant. Going to be coming out on a monthly basis, completely self-contained. And uh, Rising Tide raises all ships. And we have other books in print at the moment. The Breast of Jim's bibliography that you could get on Amazon or at a good comic shop today. Plain Jane's. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, collecting all of his uh, image comics uh, versions of Street Angel. Uh, family Tree that are out in the wild, the box sets and individual issues, so they are no longer $200 on eBay and Amazon any anymore. WYSIWYG, still in print, Portrait of a Serial Hacker, get your hands on that. And the grand design that started them all, X-Men Grand Design, three volumes of that that you can get easily at uh, any good comic shop or on Amazon. And there is also an omnibus that is out of print, uh, but you might be able to find it in the wild here and there. I was out at the flea market recently, saw a copy. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Turns out some of the other uh, people from the ship survived. And I think it's just her at this point. Yeah. I think everybody else now has died, but this is uh, one of the officers from the ship. Shows up, gives them some water and uh, some hope. And Hollinsworth provides that hope. You right. know, we've been going from reds and dark blues and stuff to now a lighter background. It's it's a it's a holy it's oh it it's is. the aura, you know, this is the aura. This Absolutely. is the, the, the guardian angel. Using color uh, as the powerful arsenal it is. Yes. And we've introduced these native ape like creatures, humanoid a little bit and uh, introduce them just to give us some some fodder. So I, I was listening to this conversation between Eli Roth and uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's a four-hour piece. You can find it on YouTube. And uh, they're just talking about horror. And they went into this lengthy piece about Alien. And the Alien movie was, gi was given to, was suggested to, like, every director down to, like, TV directors who might have had like most marginal successes like like nobody wanted this picture uh, one of the big things that um, because this is pre HR Geiger like so you have uh, to so you have to figure out right. like what is this alien going to be and uh, this one guy that signed on like what he was going to do like they were going to shave an orangutan <laughs> and just have this like bald gorilla like lumber because you don't know what that looks like i don't know what that looks like nobody knows what that looks like yeah and it would be you know a pretty incredible special effect that would be amazing yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't want to be the guy responsible for shaving him absolutely not man um i i flip back here to show like these insects you know such a cool design and then the xenomorph coming down through the treetops kind of reminds me of that odd shape almost like an insect yeah it's funny to think about how uh there, there's so much lure around those horror monsters and how they're made because it's also like bucket of butcher parts, you know, butchered right, yeah. parts being used for some of the special effects, like the face hugger and stuff, the way they would make that. And I love any time we actually get to see this thing in, in uh, you know, from Mignola's pencils. It's so good looking. Are you too, uh, too young uh, to, to have had like the big toys, like the action figures? Yeah, I never, dolls. yeah, I have a seven inch. I have very few toys, but one of the few toys I have is the seven inch or the um, 
like the four and three quarter inch. Yeah. Series seven, I think. Yeah, it, it would have been the ki- the kids that were just a little older than you. Like like the 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 dolls for for that were were very important to like probably people who are fifty right now. It's crazy to think that. Yeah, it has to be one of the scariest toys you know ever made, and at a time when they were aimed at kids. Right. <laughs> and it was dolls. Like it, like it, you know, Star Wars made the small action figures happen and stuff, man. So it's like everything was a doll. So it's like you have Ken and Barbie, and then you got Ripley. So they're they're running for their lives. Reminds me a little bit of Predator, you know, falling into your waterfall and being washed away. And what are they gonna do, man? They're they're basically uh, they're done. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is like when Mignola, when we interviewed him, and he was talking about like he he can't draw attractive women, and and he what like was working with uh, Kevin Nolan to try to crack that code or whatever. Oh, you know what? We haven't talked about Nolan much. This. Like, I was a Nolan fan at the time that I got this, and still am, but I was conscious of his art and style and everything, and I was very surprised by how much he sticks to, like, the Mike Mignola. Because right. almost always Nolan is Nolan. Yes. You, you see Nolan on top of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And man. he might doctor some stuff, but if he does, it's still within that style of what it all looks like Mike Mignola pencils to me. That shows respect, man. Like, they, like these guys these guys have respect, and, and you're 100% right. Like, when Nolan puts his ink pen down on top of somebody... Those faces become Kevin Nolan faces. The drapery starts to make more sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, our man trips as he's trying to run away from the exploding spaceship. Their attempt to kill these as many aliens as they can and falls on somebody who had the fate of the, uh, the whatever the chest burst fate. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. You remember Spaceballs? <laughs> Didn't they get the same guy? Wasn't that John Hurt? I don't know if they did or not. I, I think it was, man. That's funny. I, I could use this as a more of a close-up. But this, if you're outside of the alien mythos, I feel like this still fits Hellboy. You know, like a guy with his heart ripped out. Totally. Big gaping wound in his chest. That feels like something that we might see somewhere in uh, in other horror. Look at uh, the spread, too. Like the designy stuff that Minula does with that tail. Always flowing, always moving, always curled. Always an interesting shape. Ugh. Yeah, that tells a good, a really good piece of the design for those aliens because it feels awful like a rat tail or something. Yeah, really just and just exoskeleton, just bony, like you could scrape yourself. This would it. always stick with me as um, all the black, like it's just silhouette. Yeah, like talk about effective and and design sense. And there's our big queen. Yeah, that's a good thing transition too. Like, too. You know, like we're going right into turn the page and you're still in that silhouette mode. Right. And this would be like an alien motif also. Just hit, hitting all the marks. Um, but like Minula's style, he's able to like manipulate his style in a way where he's not... Don't take this the wrong way. Like the interiors of ships and stuff, he figured out a shorthand mm-hmm. to, to communicate all that stuff without getting Art Adams about it or something. You know, without getting Wally Wood about it. Yeah. Like birthing one of the uh, one of those pods. That's amazing. I love this stuff. You know, the story's called Salvation. He's talking about still hope for salvation. We have a cross as part of the silhouettes in the back of the ship. This converted ship behind him. It's good looking the ship, by the way. The Dutch angles, the corridors. You're right. Like it's it's that less is more, but I never feel cheated. No, never. It feels like a very distinct environment. So smart too, like like people get nervous about um, allowing like white space around like your characters like that and like letting the the background kind of fade into the back like people usually just and I, I'll do it like just like a millimeter of space in between that's a lot of space in between right there and that's fine yes 
Yeah, definitely. Shades of Outland. Yes, uh, throughout Jim this thing, adaptation. Throughout this whole comic, uh, down if that was conscious. Down to the color choices. Down to the circular motifs. Sure. We would see some of those. And again, the action is always strong. Like it, it always surprises me, and it's always effective. Yeah. And uh oh. Here we go. Our last partner, uh, Dean. She has not fared any better. In fact, she's a little bit worse off. And uh, this is great. Pinches off, pinches off her arm, but it's almost like one of these tubes. You know, like she's leaking fluid. There's your android, of course. Yeah. And uh, he's keeping her alive for a bit to figure out like what exactly is going on here. And the rep representation of that is the pinching off, like where the liquids are, are oozing out. And look at these guys. It's so great. Inside, outside. They're just ready. Yeah. They're ready to pounce, man. It's They're such hungry. clear storytelling. You never have any question as to, like, where are we at? You know exactly where we're at, and we're surrounded by aliens. Yes. So the whole idea is that aliens were the cargo. This eyeball, we see the eyeball before we see the head that it belongs to. That's true. And then we continue on. You know, the eyeball will pop up from time to time. <laughs> Constant and th reminder. This is his impure thoughts of, like, <laughs> wanting to lay some pipes. <laughs> wasn't even human and man once again like you know you repeat those images repeat the hull of the ship from the outside only this time Add we don't have more. four or five we have like 20 of these things that are now on there yeah and her situation getting worse is she's leaking now out of like eyeballs and mouth yeah so the this planet can't isn't worth terraforming it has poisons poisonous gases on there like look at the dude's face it doesn't have edible shit they're going to drop these aliens off and use them as like bio weapons, man. Like let them eat those let baboons. Let them breed here. Yeah, let them breed. Let them eat the baboon creatures, and then you know scoop them up and drop them places that they would need to every now and then. And the and the corporate piece of the alien story, right, is like just go back into you know launch this ship back into orbit, go into stasis or whatever, and uh, you're, you'll receive a bonus. A right. bonus. <laughs> yeah, because as long as as long as you're still around, like it's not abandoned ship like it's not like lost cargo yeah and uh he didn't kill her lord she was never alive this is great stuff it reminds me of um you know you talk about the alien movies but also like the rambo the action movies mm -hmm. the stuff that i would always want at the video store like you get that part in here too you know it feels like that kind of 80s throwback you could imagine this being an effective aliens movie and i know it's weird to do the comics to movies comparison but I feel like Dark Horse, like when I would get Predator and, and different comic tie-ins or licenses that they would do, that was the thing. Like they felt like, oh yeah, that would I would watch this movie. Right. You know, like the story is good enough. I could imagine this uh, this working. More of that silhouette and action combined. They're just great. What he can do with silhouette is it's phenomenal. I think he's very different than Alex Toth, Mike Mignola, but man, in terms of the shapes and designs and, and just getting the most out of those shapes. He's kind of the next level. He is. You see it again and again. This is a good example of it. But this is a weird, like, I think this is something that he wouldn't do. Like, just having it kind of butt with these guys right there, he'd probably move them over a little bit because that creates, like, when you play with silhouettes, that's 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 dicey materials that, you, that you're fucking around with, man, and you got to watch these weird kind of tangent things. Yeah, you know what? If I had to do it so again, pleasing. I would take this character and I would move him so that he's between the two right. silhouettes behind him, and you would also get your gutter leading right to him. Yeah. You hear that? I Mike? like this kind of stuff. It's almost a caption, except it's visual. Totally. <laughs> I 
And of course, this is how you're uh, going to wrap up an alien story, right? You Moments before you're being uh, destroyed, your, your nuclear ship goes off. <laughs> and there come the rescuers, if you'd have just waited a little bit. It's like the ending of The Mist. I think that back cover's lousy. Is it just a panel from inside? It is. Stripped of the text, but it's kind of like... This book is full of amazing images. Like, you could have... You could have put someone on that back cover that would have been the greatest thing ever. Come on, Mike, man. You don't want to commission a couple more dollars worth of stuff, man? Yeah, and that's Mike Richardson. We're not not Richardson, Mike Manola. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um, or the design guy. Whoever the design guy is, pull out a better panel. I mean, you know, as a cover, it's phenomenal. So uh, I liked this book, though, a lot. It was much better on the revisit than I remembered liking it, but, like, I really enjoyed reading this one this week. Man, if I was Dave Gibbons, and it's like you, you write this thing and you give it off to uh and like as these pages come back i feel like i would want to become so much more of a writer like like write so many more comics because to me that has to be magic there were a few times where i was like curator of like um zine anthologies Mm -hmm. and stuff and then like getting the material in it made me sort of like understand what some of the juice of being a publisher or editor is man of just like getting these magical pieces that never existed and were made for this it's that's special and these are special comics. Yeah, I agree. Dave Gibbons, I think the first thing he wrote was World's Finest with Steve Rude drawing it. And there's some amazing visuals in that. So, like, yeah, if you're dipping your toe in the writer water and that's the pages that are coming back, I bet it does make you want to do more. Yeah, it's fun, man. Uh, so good. Get your hands on this comic. You good to go? I am. K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel with the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jim? Hulk Grand Design Monster number one coming to your local comic shop this month in March. So make sure you let your comic shop know you want a copy. Um, You can still pre-order that along with Hulk Grand Design Madness number one coming to your shop in April. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to kind of see how I make my comics, download old out-of-print comics, and see a bunch of original art. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one, coming out March 9th. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. It will be coming out on a monthly basis for four months. Every issue is completely self-contained, and you can read those comics today on my Patreon before they hit paper. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ed three bucks for the archive there, more than 200 pages worth of strips, including last year's uh, Red Room comics. Uh, you can get there by way of my link tree in the description below this video. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given the marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.